Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen, at snc.tv and local now, channel 525. The estate planning team is an Ohio registered investment advisor. The following is for informational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any securities or financial products. Be sure to consult with a qualified financial advice and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. You have financial goals and dreams. We can help you achieve them. Welcome to Financial Food for Thought, the show that answers all the questions on how to maximize your lifestyle and preserve your wealth. stop there see what's going on here this was a you know this was a, a cut that governor cuomo was talking about oh i'm still stuck on laughing at the song well this is our, yeah good morning everyone <laughs> we got mark donnelly and Kara Waddell here, and welcome to our 420 show the this is financial food for thought by the way and I'll, right. I'll tie it back to financial in a minute here but you know this was a a, a press conference that obviously the governor was having at some elementary school in new york mm-hmm. and in the middle of it one of the re- the reporters asked him about his stance on recreational marijuana. Mm-hmm. So as he tries to give his answer, the PA system comes on right. and talks about it's snack time for the kiddies. And so he's like interrupted to listen to this. Is that is the most ironic thing? You know, I, I, you know, I, I wonder if, you know, Andy brought the brownies. But, yeah. for your class. I would what hope not. Again, teachers, please stop by the conference room after 10.30. Say I'm still a student, but I still am learning. That is true. Now here he gets back to his topic. I have serious questions about legalizing marijuana. I'm a former assistant district attorney. I'm a former attorney general. So my orientation is law enforcement, and I have serious questions about legalizing marijuana. If, no, if New York legalizes, carry the gigs over. Oh. Department of Health, state police, local police, 
uh, they did a very exhaustive study. The study concluded the benefits outweigh the risk. Mm. The study also says, uh, my words, not theirs, it's a false choice, legalized marijuana, you heard that one marijuana or not, because we're there only. It's legal in Massachusetts. It is going to be legal in New Jersey. So it's not really, is marijuana going to be legalized? It is going to be legalized. And uh, you can drive to New Jersey, you can drive to Massachusetts, and you can buy legal marijuana. So for New York to be in between Massachusetts and New Jersey and say, well, uh, we don't believe that it should be legal, it is legal. You'll just force people to drive. Hmm. So, oh, you're forcing people to drive yeah. somewhere. I... So, you know, and so what's a reference to 420 being it, it is April 20th? And Carrie, we'll talk, you know, you know what that reference is, right? Yeah. I, you know what? It took me a long time to figure that out because it's I'm not really knowledgeable in that. Yeah. Way. It's the code for marijuana users. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and if we have time later, I'll, I'll talk about that. But what I really want to talk about, I'm not trying to make, you know, a moral argument on whether you believe Morally, whether marijuana should be legalized either from a medic medicinal purposes, right, or a recreational purposes. That's not my point. My point is kind of like what the governor was saying is that it's is it inevitable? I mean, these are votes. <laughs> you got right. one vote. You know, Ohio voted to, you know, have medical use. Right. Right. Um, the other states have voted for recreational use. And there's a lot more they're planning this year. And well, because I election. think states are voting because or people are thinking, sure, why not? But also, I think states or politicians get excited because it does create revenue. But some of the states that have legalized the recreational have a whole slew of other problems. And there are long term effects. But right. right. So we'll talk. So but what I want to talk more about is how does. It affect you from a financial standpoint because or and maybe from a medical standpoint, if you believe right. that it can help you that way. But also and the, the cottage industries that are going to be created mm-hmm. around it. And is it is it, you know, is this really what I call the new green economy? So why don't you get a second? I don't know. I hope not. But good morning, everyone. You're listening to Financial Food for Thought. We're here every Saturday morning on 1420 AM between 9 and 10. We're a financial educational talk radio program talking about issues that can impact your financial life. And that's for people, whether you're working and thinking about your future retirement or already in retirement. And we've been around for more than 34 years in the greater Cleveland area, helping people through unbiased, objective advice and analysis. And um, we're not investment advisors. We build long-term conservative, realistic plans and help people analyze the financial choices um, that they face and use opportunities in the complicated tax code, create that future tax-efficient income and while working, how to put money in different tax wrappers, um, which is our term, 
or different tax types of accounts. So later on, you can pull the income you need as tax efficient as possible and have options and opportunities and making sure you're not going through those tax thresholds. We also have people address those financial disruptors that people or challenges people face and know how they impact your long-term financial plan or do they impact at all. Um, And we offer a free no obligation consultation. If you want to do due diligence, we are A-rated and accredited members of the Better Business Bureau. We're also on Angie's List and won the Super Service Award multiple years. And again, we offer the free no obligation consultation so you can come in um, and see how our process is really different. if we can do anything for you or what value we can provide you. And like our plans, our fees are customized. We have hourly and retainer options available because sometimes people just want hourly and want help with a few things. They could have a good handle on different pieces and parts. And I guess one thing that theme that we see even clients long, um, the phrase of, I don't, you don't know what you don't know, or Mm -hmm. I didn't realize that I thought everything was fine, but I didn't realize things could be so much better. Or I thought I was fine and didn't see this um, problem that I was headed for. Right. They're, they're going down the wrong path. And right. They don't and even they don't know even, it. Right. So there is a lot of value in planning in the consultation. We'll see, tell you how we can help you if we can. And if we can't, we'll certainly tell you. And if you're, um, if we can't help you, but you need help from another type of professional, we'll definitely um point you in the right direction and refer you to someone. And you can call for that free consultation at 440-239-2090. That's 440-239-2090 or visit financialfoodforthought.com. Also make sure you register. We have the class um, next week. It's the IRA and Roth planning class. And I know we're going to have a financial quiz today. It's that Financial Literacy yeah. Month, Carrie, right? You did very That's well right. last yes, year. I, did. You, I hope I do. You're working on that A average, well. Carrie. That's right. So uh, we're going we're gonna to keep that grades going. grades were always important. Um, but I mean, it, 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 it leads a point about, you know, who knew that April was Financial Literacy Month, right? Right. But, but, <laughs> but the other idea is what you were just Every saying. Every month at the it, estate planning team is right. Financial Literacy it, Month. Is that, you know, the not knowing what you don't know is part of that concept. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's yeah, you didn't if you've never built a retirement plan before you if you're waiting till age 70 to start learning about your required minimum distribution rules, you know, you're missing maybe huge opportunities. And, you know, that's what you're going to talk about. You right. Know, and you know, I was going to say in the class is next Tuesday, um, April 23rd. It's at 10 a.m. in Middleburg Heights, free to attend. We're talking about planning strategies and concepts the rules when it comes to these assets. And most people don't understand those rules or make mistakes that cost them unnecessarily over um, taxes. We're going to talk about and show you an example of minimum required distribution and how it often creates more tax dollars for the government. We're going to talk about Roth contributions, conversion rules, and, and how the tax law changes impact these assets. There's a great handout the handouts include the concepts and strategies and examples and also some of the updated tax laws. And you can register at 440-239-2090 or visit financialfoodforthought.com. And we'll announce those numbers and uh, websites throughout the show today. So, yeah. So here's uh, an article. Financial illiteracy may cost investors $200 billion over 20 years. Whew. Okay, and the, and this is um, you know that U.S. investors' financial illiteracy may cost them around two hundred billion over the past two decades, based on data provided by a leading financial services research firm. You know, and again, this article is more about just the idea of really not you know 
it's 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 that same concept as like people think they know things right compared to what they actually know right Mm -hmm. um and they also say it's particularly a problem among men carrie Mm. um and why is that because they say in general women at least know what they don't know or i think women ask questions well maybe that's the same thing (laughs) Um, You know, only a third of Americans can answer the big three questions on financial literacy correctly. How compound interest works, the impact of inflation, and the role of risk diversification. Hmm. Um, Okay. Uh, People, they say, though, you know, people who know more about basic finance are more likely to plan for retirement. See, sometimes it's the fear factor of not knowing, Carrie, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's that it's not it's getting over that initial learning curve. Right. You know, it, it, it's it's not face, you know, and, and the idea. But that's really liberating. I mean, once you start learning about it, OK, it, you you all the fear goes away. You know, you, you fear the unknown. Right. And it's not, you know, rocket science. Well, and a lot of times I think people are worried about something. And it's nice when we can run, do the analysis, do a life flow plan, which is our um, projection of their financial life. And a lot of times, and not all, but sometimes a thing that they're worried about really shouldn't be a worry. Right. Or if they're worried about it, let's figure out a plan, a resolution to that. Right. To figure out what's a strategy to address that worry, because maybe you're not doing something you want to do because you got that you have that thing that you're worried about in the background, whether it's a market correction, a long term care stay. What's something my you know, I have a spouse that has maybe a chronic disease and maybe I'll have a premature death of a spouse. How am I going to be okay? So any of those things, whatever they are. Right. It could be a pension analysis. It could be a Social Security income benefit. Mm -hmm. When do you start? It could be any of these situations. It should be. Should I just follow the required minimum distribution rule or should I do a Roth conversion? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and chances are you're not the first uh, uh, person in America to have these concerns. Mm-hmm. So it's just because you haven't traveled down that path doesn't mean many before you have. Mm-hmm. And and that's that concept about saying it may be new to you, but it's not necessarily new dilemma. Right. And chances are there are solutions out there. You just need to be going down the right path. All right. So let's get right to the American College uh, Center for Retirement Incomes Retirement Literacy Quiz. Are you are you shovel ready, Carrie? I'm always shovel ready. All right. Um, True, false. Okay. A retiree who is working part time can generally continue to contribute to a Roth IRA. True. Wow, they, you know, yeah. I was gonna say that one's easy. Uh, yeah, and and because they're they're they have earned income, right? And that's the key there. So you know, a lot of people understand that once you turn age seventy and a half, you are no longer allowed to contribute to a regular IRA, mm-hmm. you know, a traditional IRA, right? Um, whether you're working or not, you know, right. and 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 the reason is because at seventy and a half, you have a required minimum distribution that has to begin from that IRA. Right mm-hmm. now, don't get confused if you're still working and you have a company plan such as a 401k or a 403b or a 457 or something right. like that. Yeah, as long as you're still participating in the plan, you can still contribute even if you're working beyond age 70 and a half. And you will not have to have a required minimum from that 401k at 70 and a half if you're still working. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, but. 
an IRA outside of your 401k, you could no longer contribute after 70 and a half, and you would have a required minimum from that, even if you're still working. Mm-hmm. Okay? But the Roth IRA, which does not have a required minimum, therefore does not have that restriction that you can't contribute after age 70 and a half if you have the earned income. Okay. Um, all right. Next question. Converting a portion of a traditional IRA into a Roth IRA is a good idea this year if, A, you have a big tax deduction this year and your marginal tax rate is lower than normal, B, you have more taxable income than usual and your marginal tax rate is higher than normal, C, the value of the assets in your IRA have remained the same for 10 years. So. That's irrelevant. I'd say C. I mean, wait, what's your answer? I'm saying it's it can't be C because okay, right. That's so a, you're down to A or B. And B, it can't be B because if my tax rates higher, why do I want to do a conversion that's going to make my tax rates even higher or pay more taxes on it? It's got to be A. A, very good, Carrie. And you know, and if and if and if the and if, and if you, your answer to that question was I don't know. You need to come to our IRA Roth IRA planning class because we go through many examples of when is it, you know, you always get the question, Carrie, about when's the best time to take money out of my IRA. Mm -hmm. And now I'm using that term broadly. You know, it could be any of the 401k, 403b, you know, 457. And the idea, should I just wait for required minimum? Should I start while I'm still working? Or should I start in that period between working and 70 and a half? And maybe the answer is the best time to start taking money out of your IRA. Well, maybe the best answer is if you want to spend it, because mm-hmm. maybe that's what it's there for. Right. Okay. Maybe, you know, you're you're planning on spending your IRA in retirement. Does anyone have that idea? I would okay. hope. Um, but let's say, let's say you're the one that says, oh, Mark... I don't want to take any trips to Alaska or Hawaii and, and I don't have, I don't have to, I, I don't have to fix up my house. I don't need a new roof or windows or driveways or a, a bathroom or a kitchen remodel. And, and, you know, I, my kids are all fine. They don't, they never need any financial help. And all my grandkids are getting full scholarships to college so that they don't have any student loan problems. So, so I don't need to take a dime out of my IRA. Okay. Um, so if you're in that camp, all right. Well, there's still maybe it's an opportunity, as this question is proposing, is that, well, maybe it's still better to take it out in years where you're in a lower tax bracket, especially if you're in the camp that believes that income tax rates are going to have to go up in this country. Maybe they as scheduled right now in 2026, when the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act's, you know, individual lower income tax rates expire. Or maybe just because when the government gets around to saying we got to face this deficit issue that we have. Right. Okay. But in either case, if you think that income tax rates are going to go up in the future, well, then maybe, you know, you want to, you know, look for opportunities to take money out of the IRAs. And now if you don't need it for spending and it's before age 70 and a half, you have the opportunity now to converting that to Roth IRA that will never be taxed again. Right. So regardless of what tax rates do in the future and all that growth is growing tax-free as well and depending what vehicle i think we'll talk about the class people are surprised like you can have 
really any type of financial vehicle in a Roth. You can have a Roth savings account. You can have a Roth CD, an annuity, a mutual fund, a stock. Right. And since Roth IRAs, if it's your own, you don't have a required minimum. You don't have to take it out if you don't want to. Or if you ever need to take out a lot in one year... Because you have an emergency, because you, do, of course, you know, I, I, the clients always tell me, Carrie, I'm not planning any emergencies, Mark. Right. <laughs> I, I, I wish I had a nickel for every time I heard that, right? Um, but that's why we call them emergencies. Um, but the idea is you could take a big chunk out of Roth IRA and it doesn't shoot you in a foot tax wise that mm-hmm. year because it all, you know, it's coming out tax free. Now there are some holding rules to get the earnings out tax free. Come to the class or come in for a consultation. Right. And if you come in for a, if you can't make the class, um, Carrie, I want you to announce a class here in a minute, but if you can't make the class, you can still come in for a free consultation. And just, you know, if you would like the, the class booklet, you know, whether you become a client of the estate planning team or not, we'll let you go home with one of the booklets. Right. And I think, you know, this is a huge missed opportunity um, that people, if they're not taking minimum required, and sometimes when they are, they can pull more money out at much more tax favorable rates. And even we run into cases where people could, if they planned correctly, they could take money out of their IRA and not pay any taxes on that asset, which is a huge missed opportunity since could be because each tax year stands on its own. So if you want to take advantage of a free no-obligation consultation, um, our home office is in Middleburg Heights. We have offices around the greater Cleveland area. Or come out to our class on Tuesday, April 23rd at 10 a.m. in Middleburg Heights. It's the IRA and Roth planning class. I also wanted to mention we also have a class on May 7th. It's our evening class at 6 o'clock in Independence. That's the retirement planning class for people who are already retired or people getting closer to their future retirement and want to know steps and strategies to take in preparing for retirement. Concerns about rising health care costs, inflation, market volatility will focus a lot on retirement rules you often hear about that are misused, misunderstood, tax law changes, and using the opportunities and avoiding the traps and understanding the different thresholds. So again, register for any of our classes or come in for a free consultation at 440-239-2090. That's 440-239-2090 or visit financialfoodforthought.com. I also want to mention we actually did do cases earlier this year on the IRA um, distribution planning and actually examples of real cases. So if you go to WHK Radio on local radio shows, um, you can click on our previous podcast. Local podcast, right. And listen to previous shows. Yeah, and local podcasts, and there's a button, and they've got a good collection of our back uh, 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 shows, and you can catch up on some of these topics. All right, so what else is happening April, Carrie? Before I talk about the 420, because this is our annual 420 day, um, we're also talking about real estate, right, in the Mm -hmm. month of April, you know, and and just a couple follow-up. Remember I said that, you know, the, the pros were thinking that April's the best month that was going to be a hot you know month. Yeah. And and here we go. Weekly mortgage applications for home buyers hit highest level in nine years. Wow. You know, and they and were right. The buyers are up, you know, and what happened was, you know, the, the inventory is growing a little bit. Um, intra, you know, mortgage rates came down when when Jerome Powell, Federal Reserve chairman, reversed course. Mortgage rates started coming down. Those were the t- the two keys. That boom, because what they're saying is it's not it's not you know, it, it, and it's not necessarily it, it's it's buyers. It's not necessarily refinancers. Right. Because the the fi- the refinancing the home economic credits and stuff they're not so much of a big break. But they're saying that the buyers who are looking for first mortgages are up highest in nine years. 
also, we were talking about a little bit, you know, if, if you're planning on selling, you want to make a budget if you need to have some fix-up expenses, right? So, you know, so, Carrie, what would you say? We always ask that question, right? What would you say? This is part. I, this is not part of the financial planning quiz, but just okay. just off the cuff. What when you ask the client, say, "Well, Mister, Mrs. Client, what do you think we ought to be budgeting for fix-up expenses to sell in terms of dollars?" What I would say, depending, it could be like five thousand. I five thousand is the number I've written down. Is that's the Ohio? That's a Cleveland number. Okay. You know what? The, I'm just thinking because even if it's just even you know if you do the, the simple stuff is paint, carpet, just the little. Right. Do you know what the national average is? What. Twenty-one thousand. That's a that's high. Because um, I think now people like I sold a house uh, three years ago after being there forever, and it's so different now. When I looked, like you look at the location, do you like the location? Do you like the lot? Do you like the neighborhood? And do you like the layout of the house? Because a lot of everything else, the countertops, the flooring, the paint, is you can change. Where they right. say now people come in and gut it or they want it just perfect and right so according to zillow landscaping yards cleaning carpets redoing kitchens with fresh coats of paint it takes a lot of elbow grease to get homes ready for market after agent fees and well they're throwing i guess they're throwing agent fees and closing costs in right americans nationwide can spend nearly twenty one thousand to prepare well yeah their homes agent to be fees sold. and uh, closing costs alone is more than the fix it up cost okay. So okay, so four twenty. So why are and so why in the, in the last couple of weeks like referencing four nineteen, Carrie? Hmm. I don't know. Well, if we have time at the end of the show, I'll I'll try to zero back to that. But uh, so why are we talking about this? I don't know. Um, well, because from the financial end of it, it's a trend right now. What about thirty three states and DC have legalized medical use, including right. Ohio, one of the recent ones, right? There's 10 states and D.C. that have recreational use. Okay. Mm, D.C.? Um, <laughs> oh, the, I figured that'd be the first one. Oh, good Lord. Maybe yeah, that it, explains so much, Mark. Because <laughs> wow. it does affect. I would love to drug test our say, congressman. Yeah, I was going to um, say it does affect. Long-term use does have impact on brain function. and. Now, interesting, Vermont. Now, most of those, you know, we talked about making your vote count, right, Carrie? Mm-hmm. So most of those. Uh, were put it to the ballot box, right? Okay. But it's interesting. The, earlier this year, Vermont, you know, Bernie Sanders' home turf, right? They were the first state, carry to pass recreational use through legislation. They mm. didn't even put it to the vote. They just did it. Mm. That's a new trend. Yeah. Okay. Um, now, there are eight more states this year who are going to have recre- recreational use. You already heard from, you know, Governor Cuomo, New York. He's going to go for it. New Jersey, New Mexico, Minnesota, Illinois, Connecticut, Rhode Island. All of them want to do it. You know, because, again, are you, you know, now our neighbors, you know, that, that state up north just recently passed recreational use. So now, as as Cuomo was saying how, you know, they're gonna, New York's going to be bookend by uh, legalized states, they're going to have to do it, you know, to stay competitive, um, is Ohio. You know, we'll see. But, um, but you know, with all the talk about, um, you know, the, um, the, the, the use, the question is, how is this affecting you? Okay. Um, what about from a Wall Street? Trend? I was going to say, yeah, it doesn't affect me because... Uh, is your 401k partaking in these companies that are... I, I, personally, I would hope not. I would not be happy. Well, you don't think they are? I would be not happy about it. 
Well, then do you do you have to talk to your investment advisor and say, I don't want to buy any, I don't want yeah, any part of want... companies that, the syntax companies we call them? Absolutely. Well, maybe. Um, you know, do you have any of those blue chip, you know, uh, big tobacco companies? See, you but know, I'm saying Altria, if it doesn't you know. match my values, I should, even to make money, I don't want to invest in it. Does it affect the employment of this country? Do you have a recent grad yeah. this spring coming out of high school and maybe looking for a college uh, degree say, that's yeah. employable? Do you have people? Do you have any college graduates? I was going to say, but the studies show long-term use makes people less likely to. More people are on unemployment are on unemployment and not interested in looking for a job. Mark, Care, I'm not talking about <laughs> users. I know. I'm just. <laughs> I'm talking about how will it affect America? Right. All right. Um. You know, because, uh, you know, we'll see. Um, So is it a, you know, because we heard, you know, first we had, first, you know, why do I call it the new green, the real new green economy, right? Because first we had President Obama and his new green economy, right? Yeah. And what, you know, the shovel-ready green jobs. What a joke that was. Remember remember Solyndra? You know, the government gave him a $535 million, you know, loan. How did that work out? I was going to say, what happened with that? Um, You know, that now more recently, of course, we have Sandy's Green New Deal. Right. That's a bad idea. See, I just think Green New Deal sound bad. Like they're no, they don't work. Well, you know, I'm saying all those are nothing burgers. Mm-hmm. You know, I think the, you know, but is is the pot industry a nothing burger? Well, let's see. Um, you know, according to Marijuana Business Factbook, U.S. retail marijuana sales to reach up to 10 billion in 2018. Okay, a 50 percent increase year over year. Okay, it's projected to double again in the next few years. By 2022, it's expected to be 22 billion annually. Okay, those are real numbers. All right, um, it's the green rush, right? Um, according to a recent report published by Cohen, the total comp- the total cannabis market could generate as much as 75 billion in gross annual sales by 2030. The previous forecast was 50 billion. Okay. Um, now, those are some hefty numbers. All right. Um, so, who is all going out there? Um, so, how is this affecting the job market here? Right. Um, okay. Uh, here's some numbers. Cannabis sector in the U.S. currently employs about 125 to 160,000 full-time workers. Now, that doesn't sound like a much, right? Mm-mm. But let's put it in perspective. That would be more than librarians or kindergarten teachers right now. Okay. All right. Um, and if you want to compare it to the coal miners, it's about six times the number of coal miners we have in this country. Okay. All right. Um, the industry is projected to add as many as 340 new full-time jobs by 2022. It's a 21% year-over-year growth. Do you think there's many other uh, jobs, uh, sectors that are growing 20% a year? Mm. Um, remember Obama solar panel industry is not quite doing 21%. No. Here. It's doing about seven. So there's a, which is the real green economy that's, that's pumping in this country, right? Um, how about, you know, pot is so hot in Canada, right? Remember, because Canada legalized it, right? Okay. The country legalized okay. it, right? So it's so hot there that the firms are importing workers. Hmm. They don't have enough, you know, workers to do it. Um, nationwide, marijuana-related job openings rose seventy-six percent 
okay, from December 17 to December of 2018, all right? Um, now, and in Ohio, um, we can talk about, you know, Ohio, it's, it's, it's doing well as well. Um, now, the companies that are getting involved, Big Tobacco is getting involved. You know, Altria, right? Remember Marlboro Man, Philip Morris? Okay. They just, you know, sunk $1.8 billion to buy Kronos, a Canadian cannabis producer. Imperial Brands, that's the Cool and Winston brands, Kerry. They've joined up with a seed investment firm, Casa Verde. Uh, and they're, you know, you know who the spokesman for Casa Verde uh, No, I didn't even know. Snoop Dogg, right? Okay. Oh, uh, perfect. Um, how about the beverage makers? Corona Beer, Constellation Brands. They bought a large stake in a Canopy Growth Corporation. That's out of Canada. How about Molson Coors? They have a joint vest of joint venture going with the Canadian pot company. Um, Heineken, okay, is already selling sparkling water infused with CBD and and you know you know the, the drinks infused with THC. Okay, so apparently you know these big businesses they believe there's a strong profit synergy between marijuana, cigarettes, and alcohol. Hmm. Hmm. Hard to believe, right? Um, you know, the, um, so it's, it's something that, you know, the jobs opportunities, well, see, it's the, it's, it's not the, you know, it's the green rush here. It's like the gold rush. It's not the people that made money from the gold rush. Wasn't the, um, the people that found gold, right? The panhandlers. It was the people that made the products that the gold diggers wanted to use. The pick makers, the shovel makers, okay. Levi Strauss, who made right. the outdoor jeans. Okay. You know, it's those are the companies. It's it's the you know that made all you know the hardware store. You know, they so are the ones. Be the made. accessories, right? Um, uh, I was going to say the accessories, the substance abuse counselors, the whatever. Well, oh, pizza parlors, uh, munchies like food, right? Um, <laughs> Junk food. <laughs> there is something. Uh, there is something to that, Carrie. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, you know the uh, that I don't know if I have that article, but yeah, there's there's a study out there that says that um, the the junk food, the the ice cream, the cookies, mm-hmm. um, sales all went up in like Colorado, Washington, right. Oregon, <laughs> directly um, you know after the recreational use was, was passed. Um, and even restaurants, they're, they're thinking that the, the fa- well, we can't call them fast food anymore, quick service. You know. they're, they're saying <laughs> yeah. that the quick service restaurants. Why can't you call them fast food when it's quick service? It's the same thing. I don't know. I guess, you know. Um, oh, that's so dumb. Yeah. So apparently the um, the quick service restaurants, they're saying, could go up as well. Um, now, you know, do you need a degree to work in the marijuana Industry. This was an article out of Forbes last year, right? So actually, what they're saying here, see, it's it's it, it, it's the horticulture, right? Degrees, the biology mm-hmm. graduates, the agriculture degrees, they're all in high demand because mm-hmm. you know if you know how to grow it, right, you're going to be employable. Keep the pesticides away. Um. All right. Um. It's also the financial end, the Wall Street. You know, there are a lot of Wall Street brokers. Uh, you know, after the um. After the financial collapse, right, they were looking for a new encore career, right? Um, and a lot of them went, you know, to the, you know, they realized that there was some money to be made in this industry. 
So a lot of them took their know-how and switched over and said, I'm not going to try to sell stocks anymore. I'm going to work in the green, the new green industry. Um, MBAs are in high demand. They need people to, who know how to run startup companies. Okay. Um, you know, the, the, they're looking for those. Um, the actual growers, you know, they can't get enough. I already said Canada's trying to import. Um, you know, here's another one, uh, another uh, giving tree, which is a California pot business. Okay. Any position that we put out there, if it's in, in front and in back, production, grow anything, in 24 hours, we have 300 applicants, but only half of them are, you know, qualified. Hmm. They're saying, so if you've got, you know, an agriculture degree or you've got an MBA or you've got a, uh, you, you know, you've got some experience, so it's not the idea that you need to know anything about pot, but you know how to run a business. Okay. Um, or do you know how to grow plants? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, salary ranges on the low end, 22000 On the high range, 300000 Okay. Um, and, you know, so you, you can talk, you know, so there's a lot of things going on there. You know, the PD had a recent article, Carrie, um, and they were talking about business opportunities in Ohio. Okay. Because they're saying Ohio is right there in the thick of it. Even though Ohio only has the medical use legal right now, they're saying they're they're right there. Um, one of the companies they mentioned is called uh, the Standard Wellness Company. Um, just six months ago, uh, you, you know, they had four, you know, they had four employees. Today they have forty five. Okay, um, Standard Wellness is just one example of the many rapidly growing companies in the industry that need fill job openings in Ohio. Okay, um, they're pulling people from. Colorado, Maryland, Massachusetts, New Mexico, you know, they're, 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 they're getting them to come to Ohio, you know, for these things. Um, as I said, nationwide, marijuana-related job openings rose 76%. Um, you know, they, they say that in Ohio here, you know, the companies that are doing it, they're saying they're, they, they're surprised at how much interest in the new jobs they're getting. For the six dispensary spots we recently opened, we had 190 applicants. In general, we're getting about 20 to 30 applicants for every job opening we post. Okay, um, and this is what the, the leaders are, or the, the industry people are saying. My advice is to take what you love and apply that skill to the cannabis industry. Okay, um, we're just waiting for more ancillary businesses to be formed so we can hire people in areas ranging from management, marketing, accounting, sales, chefs, security, all of it. Okay, um, we're going to need investors, educators, consultants, sales and marketing. Okay, um, now some of these companies carry. If you're, you know, planning on doing this, you don't get a job if you're a user, which is ironic. They want okay. you because most companies want you to use their product. What does that say if you don't? What does that say about the industry if they want to hire you but you can't use their product? Maybe they were worried that you're, you're going to be stealing from the coffers if you're a user. Or how it affects you when you use. Okay. I mean, <laughs> well, it's the same thing. Would you hire a drunk to, to manage your bar? Probably not. Okay. Um, but if they're saying it's so safe. Um, okay. It's business, Carrie. I know. Um, so, you know, it, it's um, this year, 2019, is going to be a big year in Ohio. That's when hundreds, if not thousands, of people will be getting jobs. That first year of operations is when 90% of the job openings are filled in the, in the new state's marijuana industry. Um, All right. The Cleveland School of Cannabis is filling the, is filling the crunch, too. 
Oh, it says Lord. they don't have enough students to meet the job opening demand in some areas. Cleveland School of Cannabis? It's an independence-based school is now offering online classes and opening a second location in Columbus in hopes of attracting oh, more Lord. students. Uh, it's very w- hard to hold it's back. It's not going not away, com- I know, but it's very hard for me to not comment. Um <laughs> well, regardless of how you feel about that, um, the estate planning team can help you with the impact of financial issues and be aware. Maybe you're okay with your investments being invested in this, and maybe you're like me and are not, that you need to let the people know that you don't want those things invested in those industries. Um, regardless, uh, the estate planning team may be able to help you, whether you're working or already in retirement. We offer the free no-obligation consultation for people who want to come in and find out about issues that may impact you, look at future tax planning, um, use opportunities. You can also come out to our free classes coming up. We have April 23rd at 10 a.m. in Middleburg Heights. Um, it's our IRA and Roth planning class, and it's for anyone 59 and a half or older. If you have IRAs, company plans, or similar assets, we're going to talk about rules, costly mistakes, and misconceptions that people have. Strategies to minimize the overall tax liability, Roth contributions, conversion rules, and the long-term impact of minimum required distribution. Then on Tuesday, May 7th at 6 o'clock in Independence, we have the class for people who are already retired or thinking about their future retirement, talking about issues that impact your lifestyle and long-term financial stability, Retirement rules you often hear about that you may consider breaking, understanding the opportunities that exist in the complicated tax code, social security issues, um, and so much more. And details are at financialfoodforthought.com, and you can register online or give our office a call again at 440-239-2090. We'll leave you a message and give you a call back on Monday. That's 440-239-2090. All right. So... Besides the industry of the uh, quick service restaurants because of mm-hmm. the, the munchies and the and the Oreo cookie sellers and munchies and stuff like that, a couple of other industries um, that are ancillary industries, how about packaging and marketing? Okay. Cush Bottles, for example. You know, that's a business that they help, you know, th- you know they, they put product packaging together. Okay. Because remember, this stuff is going to be in everything. It's the edible, they say, is the really big business of the pot business. It's not, you know, smoking it. Right. You know, it, it's the it's going to be infused in every drink you have. I, it's going to be infused, in, you know, because it's a cure-all. I'll be drinking you know? water. And it's not a cure-all. I um, mean. All right. So, but all this has to be packaged and it's got, got the right labels on it. You know, you know, you know how much labeling is on any container now that you oh, buy? tons. Okay. So no one knows how to do that when you're talking about marijuana. Because, you know, no one even knows what it's supposed to be done. Is it supposed to tell you the calories? Is it supposed to tell you, okay, that's one thing. But really what people want to know is how much pure CBD oil is extracted or versus how much THC is included. You know, and, and what's the proper dosage that you should be taking? So that whole end of the packaging could be, so, you know, how about the farmers, Carrie? You think this is a boom for the farmers? Um, canopy growth, you know, that's that, you know, company up in Canada, right? You know that they just bought 3.7 million square feet of land in British Columbia. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, How about Washington State? You know, Washington State. You know, um, prior to the legalization of pot, 
you know, you know what the best crop money wise was in Washington State? What? Blueberries. Okay, okay. I can get on board with blueberries. Okay, so <laughs> blueberries, the top cash crop in Washington State prior to marijuana legalization, was fetching about seventeen thousand in annual sales per acre. Okay. okay. Right. Um, I'm guessing marijuana is much higher. A bit higher. Okay. Quite a bit higher. You I know, based on a sales price of about three dollars per gram. You know, because one of the things, if you if you're if you've got that you know agricultural degree and know how to grow four marijuana crops in one calendar year, you're going to be highly employable. Okay. Um, so now you know if the idea is. Um, so if you're in, if you can get three dollars per gram, four crops per year, one acre of marijuana could be worth. Now, how much did I say the one acre of blueberries? Was it seventeen thousand. Seventeen thousand. Yeah, the one acre of marijuana, a bit higher, seven point four million. Mm. Mm. And that is why it's motivating. Um, now, which would you rather be growing on your acre? Okay, blueberries. Um, <laughs> now, what do you think it's gonna? What do you think is going to happen to the blueberry industry? We're going to be short blueberries. Have you noticed how much it costs for blueberries these days? Has anyone else noticed that? But yeah, me? it's like three bucks a little container, at least three ninety nine. Hmm. Sometimes I don't think there's any correlation. Do you care? Um, you know, so that's that's kind of what's going on there. And I haven't even talked about you know the new snake oil, right? Um, you know, which is the CBD industry. You know, because that's the latest thing, Carrie. Right. Right. Now, the snake oil, of course, is a reference to the old traditional Chinese, you know, that they, going back centuries, you know, they, they actually use snake oil. Oh, I thought you meant like the snake oil salesman, like well, you always talk about yeah, but going it, around. But, I didn't realize it came from that. Yeah. I'm thinking of where you had this cure-all oil that would you'd rub and it would cure right. every ailment. But in China, before America ever got going, it was really used. It was real snake oil. Yeah. And then, and then in America... You got it. Got the bad connotation right. of the of the people who were just saying that. Mm-hmm. Oh, we've got this snake oil, right? And it really was nothing, mm-hmm. right? It, there was really, you know, and it could relieve every type of pain, right? Mm. Okay, and it got a bad connotation. So you know, it, it, it was like you know the the right because uh, that's what I'm thinking. The snake oil salesman, not that somebody really yeah. ever sold. And snake what happens oil. when the Chinese laborers came over to build the you know the transcontinental railroad, right? right? You know, they, they were hurting. They were, you know, building railroads all right. day. They, you know, and so Their bodies, yeah. Took so, a toll. so the 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 people in America say, "Hey, we'll sell we'll sell you some snake oil," yeah. and it meant something to them because of their ha- right. past history that they thought it was the real stuff they used to get back home. Yeah, not quite. Not quite. All right. Um, and you know, and and some of it sometimes it was just laced with either alcohol or opium. Wow, well, opium so will get you. That was the pain reliever. It wasn't the <laughs> snake oil, right? Right. Um, but the idea is um, that's kind of what's happening with the CBD, right. you know, the cannabidil, you know, I don't, yeah. you know, the cannabidil, I don't you know, know how to even say and, it. And, you know, the idea is that, you know, that is what is being sold a lot today because supposedly that does not get you high. Right. That doesn't have the THC. But does anybody really know? But they also don't regulate it because that's the thing. I know that legally it's going in, whether is it a supplement or is it a medication? So there's different regulations with the FDA and it's not really regulated. And there's studies that it helps some people and other things are saying it's not that effective. So right. I guess it depends on the condition and 
Is it a placebo? You know, I don't but, know. But that's why hemp is getting so popular because, mm-hmm. you know, there was just a new farm bill that allowed companies to grow hemp. Hemp was taking off the the list of illegal drugs from federal. Okay. Right? So hemp, which supposedly does not have any THC in it, although there's some debate about that. I was going to say, I've um, seen... It's the idea that hemp can be used for a lot of different things. Right, like material... Like- but it's also the primary where you get CBD oil from. Ex- yeah. Okay, so... Hemp. And I really thought hemp was the same thing, honestly. Total sales for hemp-based products in the U.S. were about $1.1 billion in 2018 and expected to more than double by 2022. Hmm. Um, so that's what's coming up as well. All right. Well, you can call the estate planning team for a free consultation. Remember, we are financial planners or what you think of as traditional financial planners. Uh, we are an Ohio-registered fiduciary planning firm. We're not investment advisors. What we do is build realistic, long-term conservative plans or help people with objective analysis. Um, And we do have a lot of clients that do their own investments or work already with existing investment advisors. What we do is we look at your assets in terms of risk growth and tax efficiency. What growth rate do you need to make your plan work? And our clients see the value of working together with their investment advisors or if they play the role to get the best results possible overall and make sure that your investments and your plan match. And we offer that free consultation or come out to our free educational classes this spring. We have April 23rd at 10 a.m. in Middleburg Heights. If you have IRAs, company plans, or similar assets, it's at 10 a.m. Or on May 7th at 6 o'clock, we have the class for people in retirement or approaching retirement. And you can call 440-239-2090 or visit financialfoodforthought.com. All right, we've got a few minutes left. So, Blue Forest is a hemp grower, Carrie. Okay. Um... Before hemp, well, you know what they grew? What? Kale. Okay. Okay. How much did they fetch for a pound of kale, you think? Here? For a pound? Of kale, yeah. A few bucks. A buck. Okay. A buck for a pound of kale. How much do you think they get for a pound of, uh, you know, high-quality hemp? I'd say over a thousand, I'm guessing. No, you're right. Huh? Gary, no, not quite that bad. Forty bucks. Okay. Still 40 times? I know. What do you think Blue Forest is growing these days? Hemp. So check check on back on me and see what the price of kale is a few mm-hmm. years from now. Yeah, now I don't buy kale, but yeah, blueberries I knew were going up. Um, all right, here's Muddy Waters. He was singing about legalization of marijuana. This is off. <laughs> this was from 1981. This is on his final album that he uh, recorded. Killing King B is the name of the album. Okay. So what's the idea of 419? Yeah, what is that? Because you said that last week, and I was like, I thought it was 420. Okay, so 420, everybody knows that that's the urban legend that is is a code word for marijuana. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of legends about where that came from. Yeah, I have no clue. I just found that out recently. The the, Kind of the most known and the most believable one is there was a group of guys, high school students out in California. It was 1971. And they would meet after school. They call themselves the Waldos because they would meet at a certain wall... Okay. Of the school at when school let out, which was what time? About 420. Oh, okay. Okay. And the idea is there was an urban legend in the town that uh, uh, an old illegal marijuana grower, okay, had abandoned his crop of marijuana that okay. he was growing. And so, and he left a map that said, that you could find it where you could find it. 
So this group of, of high school students, what they wanted to do is they their idea was they were going to meet, and with this map, and after school, they were going to go find this abandoned marijuana crop. Now, they never did find the crop, Carrie. Okay. Uh, hard to believe, right? Um, but they kept meeting, and as opposed, and when they gave up trying to find the abandoned marijuana crop, they just decided to partake at 4.20 in the afternoon. Okay. So that's kind of the background. And ever since that time, it's always been kind of referenced the 420. And that's why this date is also celebrated around the world, you know, as a marijuana date. Okay. okay. It's also, by the way, it's the 20th anniversary of Columbine, right, Carrie? Remember that? I can't, I can't believe that's been 20 wow. years. All right. Um, but, okay, so, but, and a lot of people think that the Columbine guys were into the 420 marijuana. Other people believe the Columbine guys were right. into Hitler's birth date, which yeah. is 420. Oh, hmm. um, but in either case, it wasn't, that really wasn't doing it. So why 419? Well, because when Colorado passed, okay, when they passed the, the recreational use, Colorado had one place in the state where they had a mile sign that 420. You know those mile signs yeah. on the highway? They had 420. Okay. okay. And it, when 420 got so urban, you know, culturalized that the, the potheads were stealing the 420 miles. Oh, okay. The milestone, the mile marker. And right. it said 420 on it. Oh, geez. So Colorado got tired of replacing it. So they had the bright idea that they were going to come out with a new mile marker instead of 420, was going to be 419.99. Oh, so people wouldn't stop, stop stealing. Yeah. Do you think that stopped them from stealing it? No. Mm, didn't work quite no. that well. But so ever since then, it, you know, and so when the California Department of Transportation, they had the bright idea, let's change it to 419.99, didn't really solve the problem. But actually, um, they say that wasn't the first time that Colorado had to change the mile post. At least one other time they did it too, Carrie. Okay. And that was when they had to change the sign that read 68.9. I'll let you figure that one over the weekend, Carrie. All right. You can call for a free no-obligation consultation or make sure you register for our free strictly educational classes coming up. You can call 440-239-2090. That's 440-239-2090. 2090 or visit financialfoodforthought.com and have a happy Easter to everyone also. Take care. Tune in next week for more Financial Food for Thought. For more information about the show, for estate planning or upcoming seminars, call the estate planning team at 440-239-2090. Thanks for listening.